Welcome to the Dark Zone, an adventure racing podcast. This is your host, Brian Gatens. In adventure racing lingo, a dark zone is a time when due to darkness or safety, teams are paused on the course before continuing with the race. During that time, stories are exchanged, friendships are kindled, spirits are restored, and teams have a chance to prepare for the next challenge. We hope that you make good use of this dark zone. We're glad that you're here. Today is a special edition of the Dark Zone. It is February 22nd, 2022, and Darren Steinbaugh of Team Ben Racing just called into the Dark Zone live from AR Panama with an update from the course. Darren has also been updating on his Instagram page at Traveling Darren. Another great resource for the race is the Adventure Racing World Series Facebook page, which has video and reports from the field. As we've come to know in AR, the race has been a wild one with weather, a forced stoppage, and a staggered restart, among all the other adventures that have taken place. Thank you to Darren for joining us on the Dark Zone. Enjoy this episode. Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Brian. I'm uh, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm well. I am well. We're going to jump right into the recording. Who knows how much uh, t- uh, power we're going to have and light and all sorts of energy uh wi-fi signals <clears throat> so yeah welcome to uh, a unique episode of the dark zone adventure racing podcast it is tuesday february 22nd 7 10 a.m and i'm speaking to darren steinbach who's doing race support for team ben racing right now as we speak at the panama adventure race darren how's it going so far Oh, it's going well. It's an adventure. It, uh, no matter if you're racing or you're uh, part of the race uh, staff, it's uh, it's exciting. And it's yeah, the last twelve or twenty four hours have been uh, pretty intense. Uh, and I apologize if I'm not as uh, eloquent as usual. I'm pretty tired, and uh, I just chugged a Red Bull. So uh, if you hear anything vibrating, that's just me. Uh, I'm also on the also on the side of the road, so like there's going to be a car drive by in a second it was the last place i got cell service so here comes the car passing by um so how is the team doing where are you currently give us an an update on the race recognizing that of course that you're red bulled up and you're exhausted so we'll have to take all this with a grain of salt but our listeners will love Mm -hmm. to get an immediate reaction from the race uh the team itself is doing pretty well i just saw them a few hours ago at the uh last ta and they were um pretty jazzed i think that they got so much sleep uh i believe we're in sixth position right now um uh you know sands a few jumping back and forth they were right with uh, the french team i think when they left so um they could have gone back and forth uh, if, yeah if, they're actually doing really well if, if we are to believe the internet right now they're sitting at fifth place um and their tracker updated about 42 minutes ago so that would be 6 30 a.m your time um what second what part of the race are they currently working on as we speak they're on uh one the, the tough mountain bike section so they uh uh yeah, they just got off of what they did of the paddle and it's a mountain bike section and it's then there's I believe there's supposed to be three more after that. So they're right in the middle in a big mountain bike section full of a bunch of uh, steep climbs and then steep descents. Gotcha. Now tell us about the paddle. I heard there was some excitement with the weather. Yeah, so the whole kind of the theme for the race has been wind. Um the race start was changed because of the wind and the paddle was called off last night because of the wind. And it seems like the next paddle, the last, the last little bit of information I heard, um, was that the last paddle might have to be called because of the wind. It, uh, 
evidently it's not too bad once you get out there, but the shore breaks are pretty, um, pretty crazy right now. How has the weather been for the racers aside from the wind? Uh, hot. It has been very warm. Um, everyone overheated yesterday. Alex thought that, um, you were, we were going to start to see attrition from the heat. Uh, and I think that it's, it's lucky that, um, the paddlers that did get on the water, when we walked down to the water, even from the TA, there was a significant drop in temperature. And I think that kind of saved, saved them on the paddle, but coming off of the, um, volcanic plateau through the rappel and then down into town, uh, everyone was looking real tough because of the heat. Uh, and I don't think it's just our team. We've got, you know, we're from the Northwest, so it's cold. And then the two Canadians have been up in negative, uh, negative degree weather skiing, but, uh, the Estonians who are doing amazing have also been up, you know, that's cold in their country right now. So, uh, I think everyone's kind of trying to manage the heat of the team. Who did Ben racing bring down to the race? Uh, Jason and Chelsea and, uh, Karin and Alex, um, two, two couples for this race and a 50, 50 male, female split. Gotcha. It's probably the world's most difficult double date. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're doing amazingly well. Uh, they're doing uh, so well. I'm envious. I don't think I could uh, match it. Keep that pace up. Um, a, a great part of adventure racing is all these teams come together internationally, and we see the French teams and the Estonians and things like that. Are there any teams that are jumping out to you as being really, really strong this race? People who are just impressing you with their preparation and how they look on the course, because you're getting really an eagle eye view of the race as you run up and down the course. Yeah. Um, well, I've mostly been keeping up with the top eight or nine teams. Uh, and they've all been really close together. Of course, you know, Vita Raid is always a favorite and they're doing, um, well, I think, uh, I might be biased because I'm traveling around with the Estonians, uh, uh, media, um, gal that, uh, I'm pretty impressed with them, but I've also been hearing a lot about them for the whole yeah. race. Our fellow, uh, um, our fellow American team, team bones is there also. Now their tracker hasn't updated for 19 hours. Um, but that they could be in for all we know, they could be three feet behind bent any update on bones. Yeah. I was actually just talking to, uh, the gal who has kind of been doing some of their social media and the, I saw them at the TA. Um, they are, they should be ahead of bend racing right now. That's why I think they're in six. I think it's bones bend racing and then, uh, Fr uh France. Gotcha. Gotcha. If we take a step back a little bit, can you walk us through the different, the, uh, the parts of the race? Did they begin with a track and then they went to a bike? Like how has the race unfolded so far? Knowing that you're exhausted, do the best you can to remember like 12 hours ago. Yeah. It seems like so much longer ago. Uh, so the ver very, very first section was a volcano summit. Uh, it was, um, uh, volcano Baru, the highest point in Panama. And it was, um, from what I can tell amazingly beautiful, but it was another tough, like, it got hot real fast going up that hill. And that was, uh, that was really difficult for the racers. Um, so they went up the volcano, came down the volcano back to, um, uh, um, uh, Oh, I just lost the name of the town we've been hanging out in, but, uh, but a, but a Q, but a Kate, I'm saying it wrong. It looks like it's a B O B O Q U E T E Boquette. Boquetta. Yes. Boquetta. Uh, there yes. you go. Uh, they came back into Boquetta, which is where they'd been staying in a hotel for a few days, grabbed their bikes from the stadium, um, took off on 
uh, a fast bike section. It wasn't too long, but it was pretty dangerous. Uh, I think I, at least four teams had severe accidents on that. And of course that's the section that took out, um, uh, central Florida adventures. Uh, they made it through, if they made it through the bike section, they got on a trekking section that took them through farmlands and up onto a, a big plateau. The lucky ones saw the sunrise up there. Um, uh, that's also where the howler monkeys are. We were hiking up through there as the sun came up and we were surrounded by monkeys. Uh, and it was pretty intense. I'm not used to that. Uh, <laughs> so from, from looking uh, at the, at the race map right now, it looks like that transition might've been in Gualaca. Uh, yes, the bike, the transition from bike to trek was in Gualaca at a park there in the middle of town. And it looks like they look at like the trek. Basically, they came from the highlands and, and right down to the water. So they, they basically moved down the entire region. Yeah, they kind of they climbed a little bit going up onto that plateau and then, then repelled back off and went right back down to the sea. How are they finding the navigation so far? Uh, it seems to be pretty good. They've had... Uh, um, a few small errors, but nothing, nothing outstanding. Uh, I know a couple, I've seen a couple of teams trackers that have kind of gone off course, but I don't think for the most part, it's, um, big macro nav. It's kind of just pick the right path and, uh, uh, and go for it. And you'll, if, you know, the roads are reasonably well marked on the map. I think, uh, I know like the section for, uh, before the repel. So before CP, uh, nine uh, teams could go across a field or bend racing. They just followed a power line road and it, I think it saved them a little bit of time, but nothing, no crazy nav uh, mistakes or, um, or time savers. Yeah. When you look at the trackers for the most part, it, it, all the teams are pretty much steady. Um, there's one team right now that is sitting up on a highway. That would be central Florida. I guess they had a tough go of it. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, one of the, they were another 50, 50 team. Um, and, uh, it looks like, uh, one of the gals on their team, uh, took a big spill on the mountain bike. I think they even took her to a medic. So I, uh, I didn't hear whether or not or how bad it was, but I think they're going to be waiting for us at the finish line. We hope the best of team central Florida, you know, the, uh, we never want to see a racer get injured during the race. We hope that she ends up being okay. Um, also the, the tracker right now is showing nobody currently on the water. It looks like everybody, there's a huge gap in the, in the, in the race right now on that, that first paddle section where everybody to the Northwest, uh, appears to be on the shoreline and everybody in the Northeast is off the water. Did they pull teams off the water early? Yeah. Um, I don't know how many or how they got all the teams off, of, uh, the water where they stopped them all at. I, had heard that if they didn't get on the water, they weren't allowed to get on the water. And the ones that did, they tried and pull them off as quick as possible. I was there for where they pulled the top three teams off. They ended up pulling them to the beach that we were sitting on waiting for them. Um, so yeah, they decided that it was too dangerous to be on the water. So they, uh, they grabbed the top three teams and got them to paddle to a beach and everyone else. They stopped at the mandatory, uh, portage, except for, I believe bones who had already, I think phones had already gone. No, they grabbed bones early. That's what it was. But anyway, they stopped as many people as they could at that mandatory portage. because It was an easy spot to extract them. And then they moved them to the next TA. Doctor, you can see where the portage, you can see where the section on the map, where the portage is. And you can see that nobody's there currently. Um, and teams, it looks like, or towards the back of the race are, are clearly being moved over to a road. 
that there uh, there's some really recent tracking and so they'll rejoin the race um it appears they'll rejoin the race at uh at section five and so after the paddle they go back in the mountain bikes or is that back into a trek following that first paddle uh following the first paddle it's back on the mountain bike mountain bikes yeah yeah it's a big up and down i don't remember the uh the amount of elevation gain but it's pretty significant yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot as we're seeing here right now and they're coming across and and then there's a secondary paddle that nobody's currently on yet and so they have to make a decision at that paddle if they're gonna be back on the water or not yeah, and I just spoke with one of the race staff, and it sounds um, – I don't think any decision has been made yet, but it it sounds pretty rough at the at the put-in. So I wouldn't be surprised, to, especially to avoid another um, really rough transition like last night, that they cancel that paddle and maybe shuttle people again to the next, um, the next stage, which uh, will be a big trek. I think you had captured some video last night. Was it Estonia trying to come aboard? They were trying to come on shore and they were getting banged around pretty bad in the water. Yeah, I think the video I posted was Estonia's uh, last boat. I ended up, we ended up seeing Brazil and Estonia both come to shore uh, right there where we were at. From a uh, overall percentage, how much of the race is left for the racers? They seem to be about on the track or it looks like distance wise, they're going to be about two thirds of the way through when they get to the next paddle if it happens. Yeah, the that sounds about right. I know the the last the, the last two stages, the trek and the mountain bike, especially the trek, were going to be big and they were going to take up a uh, a significant amount of time. I believe like uh, ten ten plus hours more. I think. Um, so yeah, they should be about two thirds of the way through the leaders anyway. Right, 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 right. And it looks like that final trek and then. Tr- back on the mountain bikes takes place right along the Southern edge of Panama. And it comes along the shoreline. It might be, is, is that a coach steering section? It looks like it might be on the map or have they not revealed that? No, they, uh, they talked about, I believe on the mountain bike, no, well, on the trek or the mountain bike, how some of that was going to be on trails that went along the coast. And depending on the tide, uh, you could potentially get stuck. So you got to be careful. And the, and the road that's so beyond the trails they'll be on are going to like kind of go, in and out from along the coast. So you got to really pay attention. Gotcha. So Mike, there could be, could be some a surprise bonus coast steering section, kind of like extra innings in baseball, right? You, you get the coast here as well. Also. Yeah. I think it's pretty much guaranteed. There's going to be some coast steering and it'll be, uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see who can um, make it through with the tides. And there might be some interesting analysis there. Um, this is one of the first big races we've returned to since the, the COVID pandemics began to sort of wane around the world. How was the pre-race vibe having all the racers together and what did, what did it feel like, you know, did it feel like more familiar race preparation or did it, is it still very post COVID we're all sort of walking around on eggshells? Um, it's kind of in the middle ground, I think, which is, is the feeling to me about, uh, kind of a lot of stuff right now. Um, you know, it wasn't, uh, like in Spain, um, there was a lot of walking on eggshells and he, and, here in uh, Panama, there's a little bit less. We're still wearing masks in transition areas and um, and trying to be careful, but it's uh, a little bit more relaxed. And that's the same, you know, even in Spain with the way things were, when the racers come together, it's all people that you see at every race. And so it's all very, um, you know, very family vibe. Yeah, and that's a very common, these races tend to act as reunions and then they're racing and there's more reunions and it's, it's a really nice experience. And 
the world is kind of reuniting itself and joining itself as we move along. Um, as someone who has done big races, uh, listeners of the Dark Zone know that you were a, a guest on one of the more popular podcasts uh, we recorded several months ago, the famous podcast where the uh, the team strategy was not to kill you during the race. Um, and so <laughs> as someone who has done big races and, and has traveled with the team and seen how does this kind of fall in your your perspective with the, the the difficulty of the course, the preparation? You bring a lot of perspective to this, and I'm curious what your what your overall take on the race so far. Recognizing that you're in the middle of the race as you're commenting on it. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that uh, it, you know it's kind of going to be the theme of uh, of the race, and probably of what I've said um, this morning is. Uh, the weather and the heat specifically has been has made things even more difficult it was already going to be a very difficult uh race but um but a diff- one of those that's beautiful or difficult but beautiful but uh the heat and the wind are really going to be the cruxes of this race um yeah that's kind of what i've seen so far and uh and i just lost my train of thought well, that's okay though. Cause well, first off, let's talk about you for a second. How long have you been awake? Uh, well, I actually got, um, five minutes of sleep, uh, about an hour and a half ago. And, uh, yeah, I've been able to get 20 minute naps, uh, here and there for the last two days. So, you know, um, there's been, uh, there's been some sleep in my life, but not a ton. So, um, I mean, five minute naps well, and 20 minutes sleep, that makes you pretty much spot on for how much racing is, is left. Like that's, you're pretty much, you're working as hard as the racers themselves. Uh, pretty close. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, I, I was able to catch a, a nap when, uh, the racers were napping at the TA after they got shuttled too. Yeah. It's, um, it's very much still a race when you're doing media for teams. Cause I gotta, I gotta make it to where the teams are going just like they do. And then I gotta prep and hopefully go out in you know onto the course a little bit and catch them um yes was it yesterday morning yeah yesterday morning was rough we were able to nap in the in the car for an hour or so before um teams were getting to the rappel but then we had to ascend to the rappel which was it was only a couple kilometers maybe three um but it was you know five uh 500 meters in elevation Maybe I'm doing the conversion wrong in my head, but it was a steep climb. It took us 50 minutes to go those three kilometers or whatever it was. Uh, and then in the heat, and we got to the top and uh, missed Estonia, but we're able to catch several other teams, including Ben, thankfully. That was a cultural experience, Ben. You know, a large part of adventure racing is we get crash courses on local culture. Is this your first time in Panama? This is my first time in Panama. Um, it's been good. Oh, it's, it's beautiful here. The, um, the jungle is, is amazing. And you can, well, you can see around me that we're kind of in more of a pasture land now. Um, and the people have been really good. The drivers stressed me out a little bit, but that's just because I'm not used to it. Um, <laughs> I took a ride in Ecuador it, uh, where, uh, the most dangerous part of my race in Ecuador was the car was the drive to the restart. So I could relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And everyone's been very friendly. Uh, you know, it's just a reminder that I, I should be brushing up on my Spanish before I come to the races in Spanish speaking countries, not during, um, I can get by a little bit, but, uh, and there's a, a lot of English speakers here too, but boy, it'd be so much nicer if I could, uh, communicate a little better. So recognizing that it's Tuesday, February 22nd in the morning. When do you project the team to come across the finish line? When will the race end? 
Um, well, it depends on the paddle. Uh, I think that uh, I think that the original thought for the teams, uh, the top teams, was going to be like late tonight, but I think it's actually going to be between early tomorrow morning and late tomorrow evening. So Wednesday, sometime Wednesday. Hopefully morning, but more likely if the paddle stays in, it'll be Wednesday evening, I think. So to, to give a quick recap on this before we let you go, because you have to go tend to your media and tend to your team and follow everyone else around. Sounds like it's been a great race so far for everybody. Bend and bones are the uh, the pointy end of the race. Uh, the weather's been, it looks to be gorgeous and sunny. The wind's been an issue. It's impacted the paddle. Um, but otherwise, it's all systems, uh, standard, operation, standard operations procedure for all systems. And we'll just keep rolling along. I, do I have that summary pretty correct there, Darren? Yeah, that was very succinct. I w couldn't have put it better myself right now. Well, right now I'm speaking to half a person because you're exhausted. Well, Darren, listen to Dark Zone. <laughs> appreciate you. Appreciate your time. We are grateful to uh, to Bend and Bones and all the American teams for getting down there. Uh, thank you to Panama for having a good infrastructure that we could talk to each other across the internets. Um, any closing thoughts before we let you go? Um. Yeah, thank you for, for having me. The only closing thought I have is uh, if anyone out there has any questions, shoot uh, a message. You can you can find me at, uh, at Traveling Down on Instagram or I'm under all of the Bend, um, uh, the Bend social medias. I don't know when you're going to put this out, but uh, anyone that has any questions about the race or the way things go when things don't go as planned for the race, I'd love to answer the questions because if you have questions, that means other people do too. Gotcha. So what I'm going to do, Darren, and those listening at home, I'm going to turn this right around. I'm going to post this in probably about 15 to 20 minutes, um, and I'll get it up on the internet, and I'll put it on the Venture Racing Discussion Group, and I'll put all your social information down there. So be prepared to have the uh, the cascade of questions from the Adventure Racing community come crashing into your sleep-addled brain. <laughs> I'm ready. As soon as we get back into cell service, I'm ready to answer all the questions. Well, Darren, thank you very much. Best of luck to Team Bend. Give our best to everybody there and to all our fellow American teams down there and tell everybody in Panama, thank you for hosting such a great race. Have a great day. Will do. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Darren, for joining us today with your live update. Everyone out there, be sure to follow him on Instagram and stay tuned for future updates from the race. If you've enjoyed this episode, please pay visit to your podcast streaming platform of choice and leave us a review. That is the best way to spread the word. Also, always feel free to reach out to me, Brian, at ardarkzone.com. Your feedback and guest suggestions are always welcome. Thank you listeners for joining us at the Dark Zone. Have fun out there.